Reportations is all about allowing interesting people the opportunity to share their opinions and ideas. Some listeners may find the opinions and content expressed disturbing and or objectionable. Uh, that's pretty good. We're, we've got the uh, we've got the noise down to almost nothing, and of course my office is still very live because I've got a lot of flat surfaces and very little soft stuff. Uh, most of it's countertops and tables and stuff, so I'm trying to figure out a way to make this sound less slappy. Um, okay, hello everyone. This is uh, Dr. Todd Fredericks. Of course, you know me, my voice from Rotations. And you're probably wondering, as I am, as I looked at the uh, iTunes feed, that um, where Melissa Thomas is, given that the last episode I put up was on the 12th of July. Well, I'll tell you where she is. She's still sitting on a, uh, a RAID hard drive system uh, waiting to be processed. And so, Melissa, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, but what, what's happened? Why did uh, the production schedule go crazy? Well, I'll tell you why it went crazy. COVID. COVID is the reason. And the beauty of COVID is that, um, at least for the near term, we can blame COVID for everything. But in this case, it truly is COVID. Um, I have been tasked to help uh, create guidelines for research restart at OU, uh, as well as, uh, of course, getting our, our regular classes put together for our med students who are starting very soon. I'm editing video for some of the uh, activities we're doing there. I do another uh, video thing just to keep my editing skills up uh, on YouTube. I'll let you search it out. I don't tell anybody where that is. You find it on your own and eventually you'll find it. And then, of course, um, the, the constant um, taskings between clinic and doing advising on COVID public response uh, at the in the place where I'm at. And so uh, and then I took a trip. I took a trip out to Utah to see my folks. Uh, and my sister, one of my bro- one of my sisters, and, and my brother, and um, that just got in the way. And, and and frankly, I don't know about you, but I am I'm COVIDed out, and I've got a little COVID fatigue, so to speak. And so, um, yeah, I'm slow, and that's not an excuse. But um, this weekend, I, I spent. Oh, by the way, I spent today going uh, two hours to get a very accurate, rapid COVID nineteen test or SARS CoV two test. I had to go two hours because that's where the testing facility was that does it. Fairly reliable. Right now, nationwide, people are seeing delays of up to four to five days before they get a a nasal swab um, PCR returned. There's reasons for that. I won't go into it here because it'll bore you. But I drove two hours a day so I can get my nose swab. So in 15 minutes, I could have pretty good reliable results saying you are negative. And therefore, now I don't have to be in quarantine anymore because of my trip. Um, You know, last week, a a young man who I've known for many years died unexpectedly. He's in in the Army aviation community, so now a funeral for him on Friday. Uh, And then down to southern West Virginia to help do um, public testing of people for COVID-19. And um, it's it's a military mission supporting civil authorities. And so I had to be negative on the COVID testing in order to be able to go participate Saturday to help test population. 
And that's really important because you need to understand something about West Virginia. West Virginia uh, is response uh, to COVID is, and I, I can only speak uh, about West Virginia because I don't, I'm not in the loop for the surrounding states, but we do track the surrounding states data as they report it. And I can tell you that the percent population of our of the West Virginians that have been tested is is far and above any state surrounding us. Um, and that's one of the reasons why West Virginia uh, banking on people taking advantage of public testing lanes when they feel sick or if they have a concern about someone can get some kind of handle on the process of COVID-19, which is not to say that it hasn't had an effect. Um, the population of West Virginia has seen now 127 deaths as of the time I'm recording this. This is August uh, 5th. And um, this is not a simple disease. And um, so all this, the COVID thing, right? Uh, I would say that when I went through residency, the last thing on my mind was becoming a subject matter expert on the various permutations of controlling COVID-19 pandemics. But the reality is, is as an Army physician, uh, sanitation, hygiene, public health is the very essence of why Army physicians exist. Um, I think, well, I'll let you go to, uh, this is not a video format, but I'd love to show you, there's a famous map that shows Napoleon's march into Russia. Um, you can, you can uh, look it up. I'll try to leave a link in the notes. Um, and the deaths that occurred from disease and what we would call uh, DMBI, disease and non-battle injury. Throughout history, it's generally, up until recently, it's generally understood that far more people die in warfare from disease and non-battle related injury than ever die from combat related wounding. And if you look historically, it is just unbelievable the number of people that suffer from disrupted infrastructure, from poor sanitation, from that sort of thing. Not so much the case now uh, with modern uh, sanitarians and food inspection, etc. But it's a, it's a pretty big deal. So when you talk about COVID-19 for a military physician, if you're involved in the response to that, it's a seminal event in your career. Uh, it's very possible that I will spend the rest of my career at some level writing papers about how to do public response to pandemic disease in the contemporary era. It, it, it just is. It's not something I wanted to pick. It's just something that is shown up in my lap. Okay, all of which is still not talking about Melissa Thomas, but I already gave you an explanation. She will go up. I don't know when. I'm hoping next Monday. I got to, like I say, get through Saturday and testing. But then on Sunday, I'm hoping to edit her episode. I have to work clinic tomorrow. Uh, and then um, always the, the meetings that show up that you have to have. But you people who listen to rotations deserve an explanation. And the explanation is legitimately, it's COVID. It's all COVID. Uh, I think it's important to also note that um, the, 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 the noise goes on. Um, Boy, I wish we could get people to, um, what's, the, what's the term I'm looking for? Behave themselves. I wish I could get some doctors to start reading literature. Um, I wish I could get people to um, talk politely to one another on social media and not try to engage in ad hominem fallacies in order to make a point. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I will just tell you that um, 
based upon daily consumption, the knowledge of how SARS-CoV-2 works um, is growing. It's growing visibly and measurably, and our case fatality rates, at least in West Virginia, are thankfully lower than the surrounding states. I don't know what that's due to. I just know that right now that's where it's at, and so that's a pretty good deal. Um, but this is a this is really not to be underestimated. I think the current death count of Americans is 150,000 as of 5 August 2020. And um, some of you may have heard me say that I am hopeful that we get in under 170,000 by the end of the year. I have, unfortunately, the, the feeling that we will break 200,000 fatalities this year, uh, really in a matter of about 10 months in uh, 2020. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Country of 320 million people, 330 million people, and it's uh, it's a really difficult and challenging problem. Um, last thing I'll say about that is um, don't ever conflate other countries with the United States. Different set of circumstances, different set of people, different set of constitutional principles, different set of freedoms and liberties. America just deorbited um, the first commercial spacecraft to be launched from American soil take astronauts to the International Space Station, sit on that space station for nearly two months, or two months, roughly two months, and then safely return those astronauts to Earth. We're an amazing country that does amazing things. And um, if anything, we suffer from transparency. If the government wanted to, and it would be illegal, but if the government wanted to, they could hide all sorts of things. And they could trump up data, and they could do, and I'm talking about state governments, but people aren't doing that. People are trying to get their hand, head around a very, very complex problem. It's very hard to track numbers. There's case recovery definition differences sometimes. There's lumping of different types of test methodology to determine what a positive is. Uh, there's all sorts of things that, frankly, um, people are learning. And I always remind people, we're six months into this. Uh, I have doctors, and I, we know this because we measure it at my facility, and actually our compliance is pretty good. But when you look at people who have been hammered about uh, proper infection control and washing of hands, and yet into their career, you infectious infection infectious disease nurses monitor hand washing in facilities and find out the compliance is abysmal in some places. When I say abysmal, it's any, for me, abysmal is really anything less than 100%. Uh, no doctor should ever touch a patient without having previously washed their hands, just period, as a general rule. Um, and yet... The compliance sometimes varies greatly from institution to institution. And that's what people who've had a long time and heard a lot that they need to wash their hands. Six months to be perfect at managing pandemic disease in a large country with a federal system with 54 states and territories and different health commissioners and secretaries of health and governors and, and frankly, different needs, uh, different geography, different uh, population demographics and densities. Um, I, I actually think that you know, given all the other things that happen that we watch in our process um, that are non-COVID related, I, I think we're we're doing we're doing as well as probably can be expected. Not to say there's always room for improvement, but I just see that. So, yeah, this is ten minutes. It's long enough. And uh, again, just an update. Uh, the other thing we're doing too is uh, I was able to get up and shoot a little bit of film with the Ohio Warriors ice hockey team. We did it with appropriate social distancing and hygiene, uh, as part of another, as part of a project uh, on um, on uh, disabled veterans, and um, still slowly making progress to finishing Dogs of War, which is all about service animals. Uh, it's a tough, tough thing, especially in the age of COVID. 
but it's being done. And um, other than that, those are the updates. And again, look for Melissa Thomas. And then after that, I'm not sure what's going up, but I think it may, I'd like to put a clinician in if I can. I've got to find a clinician to interview. I have one in mind. It's, it's been, I've spent two and a half years trying to get pediatricians to interview. And I can't get pediatricians to interview, but I have a pediatrician in mind that I think I'm going to interview and I think he'll do it. I'm going to try a new product called Zencaster. A lot of people in podcasting are now using it because it allows for remote recording of uh, podcasts with much better audio quality. So we might try that. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, you might hear a pediatrician for you medical students interested in the field of pediatrics. And I hope to be able to do that for you. And finally, whenever my colleague and friend Sarah Atkins gets back, I have a whole list of medications. And this is something to look forward to for the med students. When she gets off of her, her vacation with her partner, uh, I want to go through a mechanism of action. That's why the drug was even thought to be potentially useful. How does it work? We'll talk about hydroxychloroquine. We'll talk about remdesivir. We'll talk about the IL-6 inhibitors. We'll talk about the reverse transcriptase inhibitors and, and plasma therapy. We'll talk about all that and try to give you a bit of a primer on COVID-19 as we know it right now, or as of the date I interviewed Sarah, and see if maybe that helps clarify something and helps you medical students and residents get kind of a handle on, okay, where's the state of the art right now in terms of how drugs are being used to care for people with uh, COVID-19? And so with that, I'm going to leave you with some music. I'm going to pick here in a few moments in Artlist.io, and then I'm going to put this onto Spotify, uh, or Spotify SoundCloud, and then I'm going to go out in my shop and try to fix a CAD error in some machined uh, wood parts that are supposed to be a bookshelf. Hey, wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't be fearful. Mitigate. And don't get into the social media arguments. Just just live your life, guys. Really, it's it's really important. Otherwise, uh, your mental health will deteriorate. Remember the three C's, right? Close contact, crowds, close spaces. Avoid them all if you can. And just just be mindful and wise about uh, droplet control because that's really where this is at. And we'll talk about more. We'll talk more about that on uh, on my YouTube channel if you want to. Uh, go look for that. I'll, I, I, you can find it and you'll hear what I have to say. And with that, I bid you adieu. Have a great evening. It is uh, Wednesday, uh, the 5th of August, and hopefully Melissa goes up on Monday, uh, whatever date that's going to be next week. Uh, take care. Rotations is the weekly podcast of all things medicine and science as part of the media and medicine family of medical storytelling. The opinions and comments expressed on Rotations do not reflect the official or unofficial positions of the Ohio University, the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, or the Scripps College of Communications. Guests on Rotations are interviewed in an unopposed fashion so their ideas and opinions can be freely expressed. This episode of Rotations was produced by Todd Fredericks. Rotations is co-hosted by a league of champions of all things medical and a few people we sometimes pull off the street. Rotations is copyrighted, and while we welcome citations, tweets, Facebook likes, and other endorsements via word of mouth and social media, we reserve the right to all content. You may use Rotations content under the provisions of Creative Commons, but you cannot alter or edit the content in any manner without express permission of the content creators. You must cite Rotations as the source of any content derived from the podcast. We welcome any comments, and you can contact us by tweeting us at Medical Cinema for Todd, at Prof Plow for Brian, 
Nisarg Bakshi for Nisarg Bakshi and at Rotations PCAST or by visiting mediaandmedicine.com slash rotations. Check us out on Facebook at Media and Medicine. And finally, from me, Todd Fredericks, you can also send me a message through my Facebook page at TR Fredericks. But please, I have a sense of feelings, so embrace your inner non-hater.